squats aren't a lift that you have to do. However, you can perform them pain-free and safely, then having variations of them or squats themselves in your program is a really, really nice addition to your repertoire. I know a few years ago, I was in a gym where a lot of the guys there would be like, oh, I could squat in the past, but you know, I haven't done X, Y, or Z, and I can't squat anymore, or my mechanics weren't built for squatting and all this type of stuff. And some of that may have been true, but all I remember thinking when I was listening to them is like, I really hope that that's not me. I want to be able to squat regardless of my mechanics. So I've made sure that I've worked on them for years and years now. I'm still able to squat to this day. I'm not going to say I'm necessarily ancient or anything along those lines, but I hope to squat for as long as I possibly can whilst I'm getting the benefits from that movement. And I hope the same for you. However, a lot of us tend to get back pain when we're squatting. So I want to go through five of the most common reasons you're experiencing that and what you can do to make sure that you no longer experience that and you can squat pain-free and effectively. So number one on the list is that you're not warming up or priming the key muscle groups effectively. And this is something I see people do time and time again. They go into their squat session with the weight that they're going to use, they put it on their back and they go squat. Honestly, this makes me cringe to a degree. Like I can't imagine going into the gym, putting 100 kilos on my back and just starting to squat. And it doesn't matter whether you're lifting 100 kilos or 60, whatever your max weight you're going to use for that rep range is, it's going to to be heavy relative to your capacity. And like I said, it just it screams that you're going to get injured for me. So the key thing to do here, especially for squats, I think, A, you need some form of mobility work. So some form of dynamic mobility work ahead of your squat. Whether that is just getting into the squat position, sitting there deep, moving from side to side, maybe going through some Cossack squats or something along those lines. There's so many different lower body movements that you can use, but make sure that you add maybe three, four, or five that basically mobilize and warm up the hamstrings, the glutes, the quads, the abductors, the adductors, all of those areas need to be fluid and warm before you start squatting. And when it comes to priming the key muscle groups as well, I'm a big fan of doing warm-up sets. So you're not going in and chucking 100 kilos on your back. I can't imagine what that does to the nervous system as well. You're going from doing nothing in the changing room to 100 kilos on your back. Like I can imagine that's just really inefficient as well. So I'm a big fan of building up. I'm not specific on how many sets you have to do, I would say at least maybe one or two warm-up sets before you go into your working set is going to be key. And maybe the heavier your lifts are, maybe the more warm-up sets you have to do. If I was to go into a 150 kilo squat, for example, I would do a set with a bar absolutely. Then maybe I do a set of like 60 to 80 kilos. Maybe I'd go up to 100 to 120. And then maybe I do like one single rep roughly around where I was going to lift. So maybe 135, 140. Then I would go into the working set. And yes, that does sound like a lot of work to do before your working set, but I'm telling you it will pay off. Number two, you're lacking mobility in either your upper or lower body area. And a lot of this is gonna sit on mobility work today because it is an area that we all tend to neglect. And what we've gotta realize is if we don't have the sufficient amount of mobility to get into the deep positions of a squat, yet when we do squat in the, you know, in the movement we're actually doing, when we go up and use that working weight and we force ourselves into those positions, even though we don't technically have that range available to us, 
we're going to experience pain because not only are we putting ourselves in positions that our body isn't really that comfortable with, we're also doing it with a lot of load as well. So let's say you can't get into that bottom position usually, or you can, but it takes a little bit of work, but then you shove 160, no, 100 kilos or 60 kilos on your back, and then you go into that position, it's going to be painful. It doesn't matter where it is your upper body that's giving you the problem, the lower body that's giving you the problem. You need to start stretching more. And I would say outside of the session as well, not just before your workouts, but doing specific mobility work that's going to have a carryover onto your squat is going to be incredibly helpful. And also spending more time in that squat position. You've probably seen people in the gym before. They're just sitting in that deep squat position without any bar on their back, without anything. Maybe they're using a dowel stick or something along those lines, but that can be really valuable for just practicing, getting your body into that position. It's going to be much better to do it unloaded without any weight, without any bar, just to get yourself more comfortable with being in that deep position. You can also focus on maybe speed work or technique work where you're not necessarily looking to lift the most weight, but you're just looking to improve the technique of the movement, as I just mentioned, but also the speed, because then that's going to require you to slow down that movement altogether. Number three, you're lifting too heavy. And again, this is another thing I see people do far too much. Just because the weight can go from A to B doesn't mean it's the right weight to be on your back. As I've gotten more and more experience within my own career as a coach and a trainee myself, I've cared so much less about the actual weight that I'm moving versus the way it looks. Like I'm so obsessed with the technical execution of my lifts that even if I moved like a one rep max and I was super, super pleased to have, you know, hit that weight for the first time, there would be a lot of discontent in me if I didn't move it in the way that I wanted to and it wasn't clean enough. If I look back on the video or I'd probably feel it, you know, you get a good intuitive feel once you really, really get focused on technique. But if I looked back on it and it didn't look how I'd wanted to, I'd be like, no, right off, that's not my lift. You know, I don't, I'm not counting that as me lifting 180 kilos, for example. That's not mine because of, I care more about the technical execution. And I think it's really important that you do that the deeper you, deeper you get into your training uh, career, if you want to call it that. But it's really important because of, from a safety and a longevity standpoint, that's what's going to hold over the test of time. But I also think that's going to be the best for your muscle groups. It's going to be the best for your long-term strength. It's going to be the best for your physique. So I think it's super, super important that you focus on building those weights incrementally and you start to be proud and you start to, uh, you know, look at your technique as something that is really important to you. And again, I'm not sure I've said this. I might've said this once on the podcast before, but I definitely want to be quoted and trademarked because I haven't heard anyone say this, but I think of good technique like good manners. We should all have them. We should always practice good manners. Yes, we can get away with bad manners, but no one's going to look at you and think you're a respectful and stand-up human being. They're going to be like, that person needs some good manners. And the same goes with form as well. You want to think of good form like good manners. Not everyone has them, but you probably want to have them. So build up your weight slowly. Technique is what it's all about. Don't be too fearful to then put on weights because I do see people going in the opposite direction, but you do want to find a gentle blend between the two. And the longer you practice doing squats, the longer in your gym, the more of an intuitive feel you'll get for that as well. And the next on my list ties into that very nicely, which is your technique just isn't great. 
Do not underestimate the complexity of the squat or any lift for that matter of fact. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you can do it effectively. And I see this a lot with the running world, for example. A lot of people think just because I can move my legs back and forth very quickly, I can run. And then they underestimate the need for technique. I've done this in the past as well, so I'm definitely speaking from experience here. But it's so much more than just putting one foot in front of the other, especially when you're going for time and distance. And the same goes for a squat as well. Yes, you might be able to squat down into your sofa or squat down onto the toilet for example but when you're doing that with load on your back not on the toilet maybe but just generally when you're squatting with load on your back and you're doing it for repetition and repetition technique matters and just making sure that you have the best and most solid and effective technique possible is going to be so helpful to making sure that you have an effective squat you're not experiencing any pain and let's take a step back here as well why are you squatting probably to either get stronger at the squat or to increase the muscularity within your legs, right? Those are probably the two reasons you're doing it, or maybe for sports performance or something along those lines. You've gotta remember that if your technique is not good, if you're lifting too heavy, if you don't have the right mobility, you're not gonna get the most results out of the squat either. It might not even be that much of an effective movement if you are doing all of these things that are causing your back to be in pain or any other areas to be in pain. So remember the fundamental reason why you're doing a squat. You're not just doing it to lift the most weight, you're probably doing it for other reasons, and therefore, if you want to get the benefits and the maximum results out of them, then you also have to make sure that the weight is appropriate, your technique is on point, your mobility is there, and onto the fifth and final is that it could be early days. So sometimes when people get started with squats, they will experience more pain than they do maybe six months or a year down the line. And there's two aspects to this. The first is that what we've got to recognize is that it doesn't matter what exercise you do, if you're new to lifting, you're going to be sore regardless. And we've got to remember that we do have muscles within our lower back, our mid back, our upper back. We have muscles there and they will experience the same type of soreness as your legs will after a leg day, as your chest will after a chest day, for example. So there's that element. So you don't want to automatically assume that every time you're doing squats, the pain is a bad type of pain. It could just be a muscular pain. But next aspect on that is if you are new to training, if you haven't been doing it for a while, or if you haven't been squatting for a while, then perhaps your midsection isn't strong enough yet. Maybe the stabilizing muscles in and around the big lower body muscles or around the lower back, around the mid back aren't strong enough yet. So you might have to take a little bit of time when you have to make sure that the weight isn't too heavy initially. So your body and the stabilizing muscles in your midsection have a chance to increase in strength alongside your lower body. Quite often what we'll find is that our main muscle groups, so maybe our quads, maybe our hamstrings, maybe our chest, those muscles can do more weight than maybe our stabilizing muscles are ready to do, our joints are ready to do. So you see this quite a lot. People get injured because if they'll be going at the rate in which they feel they can push the weight off their chest or they can bring the bar into the squat position and come back out of it, but then neglecting the fact that there are still a lot of other different muscle groups and stabilizing and everything along those lines that need to catch up first, including the core and the midsection as well. So those are the five key ones there. And I want to give you a couple of quick fire tips as well. I mean, first one is obviously straightforward here. Practice, 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 and make sure that you have got a good squat form first. You don't want to be practicing poor technique because that's just going to get you much better at doing your poor technique, which we do not want. Next is to do squat variations, split squats, Bulgarian split squats, leg presses, lunges, step-ups. They're all incredible different movements that you 
can do, which are highly, highly effective and debatably a better place to start, especially when you're looking at split squats and Bulgarian split squats when they're having a direct carryover to your actual squats. They can be amazing. Then obviously like the leg presses and the walking lunges, they work on the similar muscle groups and they will ultimately get you a lot better at uh, all your muscles a lot stronger for when you do end up going to squat. And the final one is just going to be squat within your range as well. Don't be so intent on squatting as deep as you can. Just be mindful of where your range is and just be aware that if you're working on your mobility and for example, you add an extra one or two inches to your squat effectively. And in the past, you could do 100 kilos. You've got to be aware that now you have to do that 100 kilos for an extra one or two inches. And that can make a big, big difference. So don't be fearful of dropping back with that new range that you've now found as well. Because of when you get stronger in those extra two inches, that's going to be one powerful squat. So let's revisit those five just to make sure you've got them. So number one, you're not warming up or priming the key muscle groups. Number two, you're lacking mobility in your upper or lower body. Number three, you're lifting too heavy. Number four, your technique isn't great. Number five, it could be early days and perhaps your midsection and your stabilizer muscles aren't quite strong enough yet. So make sure you work on them. There's nothing about your fitness journey that needs to be in a rush. And I guarantee you, the more time you spend putting in the groundwork, building up a solid foundation, the more it will pay off in the future. So I hope that helps team. Take care and I'll speak with you tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.